welcome to a new episode of the Sidetracked Sleppies. Woohoo! I'm Bryson. And I am Luke. And this week we have a very special episode for you. Yes. Where we will be sharing the story of us. Aww. Aww. How we met. So, how we met. <laughs> how we met, uh, and how we got to where we are today, kind of, you know? Yep. Where the friendship started. I can start this story off a little bit. You do it, man. And you can interject when you want to. You be the storyteller. I will, uh, input be, uh, I will input the juicy details that you forget okay and yeah there's there's some juicy details i forget and some facts i probably don't get right so let's start off in october of 2019 that's a long time ago that's it feels like a long time ago today it's it's may 15th 2023 at 8 20 p.m eastern standard time 7.20 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are both at our home bases. In our respective time zones. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, Horseshoe Curve Cam is up and running, so... As usual, if something goes by, I will let everybody know. But, go ahead, so it's October 2019... October 2019, and my friend Mark. Mark. Mark asked if I was busy this this weekend, some weekend, you know? And he said that the uh, Northeast Pennsylvania-based Lakeshore Railway Museum that he was a volunteer at was doing a little uh, an open house kind of thing with it the wasn't three. Little. It was. Oh, it wasn't little. No, it was, it was a it was, big event. It was a big event with big. the three CSX Pride and Service units. All right, am I saying that right? I guess that's what they're called. Yeah. So yeah. the uh, the honoring the police, honoring firefighters, and honoring. Uh, the armed veterans. forces, yeah, yeah, the armed forces, armed forces, veterans, yep, I guess veterans, but yeah, they're, yeah. they're spirit locomotives, the spirit locomotives. So, a little backstory: Mark and I met in a Facebook group in like sixth grade, so probably 2010, a long time before that, and originally back then. When he was a volunteer there, we Sorry, were. Sorry, bud. I gotta stop. Meet. I gotta stop you already. We got a westbound on oh, track three. Oh my! Two Gvos. Actually, the last, the second one was a fake dash nine, intermodal fake dash uphill. Nine. Yeah, the 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 yeah four thousand yeah. series now. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's moving at a good clip. Intermodals got some JB hunts as per usual with Norfolk Southern trains. But, yeah. Okay, you can go ahead. Well, so Mark and I met in a Facebook group, and we had planned to meet up at the museum on a family vacation of mine back in probably 2010, 2011. And we went there, we got to the museum, 
and Mark wasn't there. So I had never met Mark. But throughout the years, I was a student in college in Indiana. Mark was a student in college in Michigan. And we'd hung out a few times, but he asked if I wanted to take a little road trip with him from his college in Grand Rapids, Michigan, over to Northeast for the weekend. And my family was actually doing a little vacation up along Lake Michigan the days before that, and it was my fall break from college. So it was perfect. I drove separately. I went after my family vacation in which I got my Jeep Patriot stuck in the sand on a beach along Lake Michigan. Um, <laughs> I went and I picked Mark up, and we drove through the night to Northeast Pennsylvania on a Friday night. And I think, Luke, that was our first time meeting. In person, that night. yeah. Well, just in first general. Time yeah, that was the first time I had ever heard so, the name. So yeah, so I also volunteer the at the Lakeshore Railway Museum. Um, I started in 2016. I had a internship outside of Northeast PA, and I decided to hang out there and help out with uh, whatever was going on after I was done with work. So I was there pretty much every day in 2016 got to know everybody really well it was really nice um then moved out to indiana so wasn't there all the time but i'd still make my appearance at least a couple times per year and 2019 was one of those years uh where we all got together for that big event there it was it was quite something i actually showed up I don't know if you showed up the night before or not, but I think I showed up on that Friday night. Yeah, you, that's when we showed up. Were you there too when they when they when the the uh, Fuller Hose Company brought all their fire trucks over at night to take pictures with the lights on and stuff? Were you there? I think we got there after that. Mm, okay, I was I was there when that was happening, so that was pretty cool. Like a little pre-event before all the chaos started. But yeah, chaos. so that's that's how. I have ties with the uh, Lakeshore Railway Museum, and since moving back to the area here, I plan on hanging out there uh, uh, when I can on the weekends and helping out when I can, so. Okay, go ahead. So, both you and Mark are guys that oh yeah, at one point lived ne- near the museum and volunteered all the time yep. and then moved away, but we're still technically volunteers and helped out during big events like this that's pretty cool yep met mark back in 2016 i was like one of the last ones in the group to come along i guess in the super secret club that we had so (laughs) i met you we met a lot of guys that night yeah there was and it was it was a good weekend it was a fun weekend lots of um emergency response vehicles getting their pictures taken with the units lots of shenanigans with the guys um it it was just a a fun it was really fun little getaway mm-hmm. and then back to reality and i went back to college as i was already in college and you went back to you were living in fort wayne at the time right 
Yes, I was living in Fort Wayne, Indiana at the time. So I was living in Anderson, Indiana, which is only about a half hour away from Fort Wayne. Half hour or hour and a half? Hour and a half, sorry. Time hour is... and a half. <laughs> hour and a half away from Fort Wayne. Not too far. Still just, not far just, at all. Just right up the old 69. Just right up I-69. Um, so we didn't really talk much. I mean, we were in the group chat, but nothing really materialized until... COVID hit, and I had a significant other <laughs> that I was seeing who lived north of Fort Wayne. And I thought, you know what? If I'm going to drive up there to see her, I'll at least make it worth my while and go see trains, too, right? I mean, it makes sense. Why, it makes sense. Why would you just, go, why would you just go visit a girl? <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I, Come on. Yeah. So I texted Luke. I'm like, hey, you live up that way, right? And I said, hey, yeah. <laughs> you want to go watch trains? In Waterloo. So, in Waterloo. In, in Waterloo. So, so I probably said something along the terms as, okay, when do you want to meet up? And he says, when I'm done in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah and I was like, the hot tub i didn't know where that was going but i was like okay we'll see what the hot yes. tub brings oh we got it we got an eastbound uh one two Ooh, it's a coal train loaded coal train moving that coal two engines eastbound coal track two heading to altoona okay go ahead yeah, so she had a hot tub. and That Bryson always uh, mentioned to me. I would go over... So I, I would hang out with her for probably half the weekend, the weekend, whatever. I'd go in the hot tub, and then I'd uh, drive a few miles down to Waterloo and watch trains with Luke throughout the night. Yeah, it, yeah, it really... It wasn't normal times. It it was like no. it was like ten p.m. to like two a.m. Well, whatever, whatever the lakeshore went that through. That was yeah. That was when we called it quits. That was our cutoff. When the lakeshore would go through, if it would make it, <laughs> yeah. if it would make it. So we we had quite a few trips like this during COVID and all that. Well, the first one, yeah, the the, the first, first one was during the day actually, because you know. The first one was during the day. Because, you know, we had to meet during the daytime. Come on, we had to be normal at first. Yes, we had to be normal. And that's, like, right when COVID was starting. We were both both standing in front of our cars. Not even... We were just looking at each other from a distance. (laughs) And that was... I had blown a tire. Oh, yeah, that's right. When I was with her... So I was driving around on a donut that's, behind you. That's right. Yeah, we started at Waterloo, and then we went up to went over to, went Butler. Up to Butler to the Diamond, and then we we went we went we went past that, uh, yeah the CSX state line and the bridge that is half at, on half at grade, half above grade. Yeah, I love that spot. I never really went there for. The only the only time I actually went there, I think, to actually watch trains or a train, was when the 
spirit locomotive uh it was the it was the uh, veterans one and the firefighter one on the same train went by but neither of them were leading they were like second and third in the consist so like whatever but it was still such a neat spot it really was even though we never really that was (laughs) yeah we went there once didn't see any trains that was a fun day um so that was and yeah that that was like our first time you know Alone. Meeting each yeah. other. Yeah. Alone. Alone. Um, alone. Six feet apart. No women. <laughs> six, feet, six feet apart in our cars. Six feet apart watch in our cars. Watch, I don't even think there were trains that day, to be honest. No, I honestly don't think there was I a single thing we saw. That we, anything. Saw. we just drove around. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but yeah, then it got then, more fun. And then we both realized that we liked... Uh, Water, the Waterloo, Indiana Amtrak station. Love it. It's not a, it's, so it's, from it's, then it's on not a station. It's a concrete. Oh del- no, platform. It's a dilapidated concrete platform. <laughs> the platform. So from then on, we would do these night outings where oh my God. we'd both bring our lawn chairs and a scanner. We'd sit trackside. I'd have ATCS. Stop up at Casey's. Get like a huge drink or whatever Casey's got. Yes, and Luke would always be playing either Jerry Springer, God rest his soul, (laughs) or the YouTube animated stories, which are wild and unhinged. There's some wild ones. So yeah, between that and Jerry Springer, man, we we had some good nights. We were were laughing our butts off all night, and then the local, the local, uh, uh, Hicks. <laughs> Throughout the summer, oh, they'd just be blasting yeah. off fireworks the everywhere. Fireworks. And they would everywhere. be playing ACDC in their garages. Oh my god, it was just great. Oh my god, this is a double coal train, Bryson. Double coal train? Yeah, two units in the mid middle. DPUs. Two, two mid DPUs and more coal. Nice. That's a, it's a big boy coal train. But yeah. It was so fun. I we, mean, those were the times. I, like, we I really honestly had, miss it. We really had nothing to live for. You know, COVID was happening. Yeah, everything was shut down. Everything was shut down. It was. It was just pure vibes, honestly. Yeah. So yeah. then, I guess Luke God, decided that he it. liked me enough um, to invite me out. To his parents' house in Pennsylvania for a weekend. That was, that was pretty quick too. That was pretty quick. That was like, <laughs> like May. that was that was May. Yeah, I think we <laughs> I, I think, think we started it, doing stuff March. in April, and it was like yeah, it March was or like mid May. Yeah. So because because the, the station in or not the station in the uh, which is also a nice place to stay if you want to stay there at the station in, but we stayed at the tunnel in the tunnel in. Yeah. Please patronize station in and tunnel in and Bridgeview in. All very nice people. All of the ends. So, this was my first time back in Horseshoe Curve Land since 2012. 2012 was the only other time I'd been there. And I was I was pretty excited, you know. And that's basically my, ba- my backyard. And so Luke took so. me around to all the spots... All the spots along the Pittsburgh line. We chased one of those trains. We chased a train with a lot of power on it. Like, that was... It was 10-something, I think. 
like 10 I don't even know what the symbols are anymore because I always keep changing them. It was a 10 something though. 10G maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe it was 34G. I have no clue. But it had it had a unique consist on it. It had some standard cabs in it. Some SD40-2s. Yeah. And I think there was a standard cab F- SD60 in there too. Maybe SD60. SD50. E? No, it wasn't an E. It was a standard cab something. Well, it couldn't have been a 60 or a 50, because all the SD50s became SD40Es, and then all the 60s became 60Es. I'm going to look at pictures real quick. I was going to say, I'm going to look at so you pictures, too. Let me look at pictures. You can tell the rest of the uh, that trip. Okay, so yeah, so we're... Well, we started in... We started early in the morning at uh, Con Pit. Con Pit, yep. Dude, this cold train is still going by. Like, <laughs> this is a long train. Um, so yeah, we started at Con Pit early in the morning. Nice morning. Very nice day. And I don't know if this is where it started, but I started taking pictures of Brayson watching trains, you know. Like, As I do. Like a souvenir kind of thing, you know, so like I can like a souvenir. So like I can give it to him and say, like, here you are watching trains or taking pictures of trains uh, on your trip here. Cause you know, I got like I've been there so many times. So I'd always take the backside of him. Like it'd always be his backside or uh face it away from me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then it just turned into a lot of uh shots that I had of Bryson's butt. <laughs> because his back was always to me and then like it's to the point where i'm saying hey get down on the ground and like act like you're getting a really cool angle here and i'm like (laughs) telling him to do stuff do stupid stuff it was really funny though so Um, i got all these pictures if anybody wants to see them maybe we'll upload some on our facebook page sidetrack suppies i have a uh (laughs) oh and instagram shout out the instagram And, and instagram I have a picture of the standard cabs in that consist. It was a SD40-2 and... Was it a high hood? No, it was a standard low hood. I, I think it was... It's an Admiral cab. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't an SD60. It was a GP60. Ah, okay. I was going to say, all the SD60s became, I think, SD60Es. And then the last unit was an SD60E. But the first two, I think it was a... uh, (laughs) Just a random GE. AC44C6M and a Dash 9. But hey, we still chased it. So we started... So that train was coming off the Kanama line. And, you know, it was getting time to move on to the next spots. And I was going to basically give give you a tour, give Bryson a tour up the uh, West Slope, basically starting from Conpit. So I said, hey, now we got a train to chase, so we might as well just chase that train because it was still COVID time, traffic, intermodal traffic, and just traffic was kind of down a little bit in general. So we had something to chase now, at least. That had something interesting, at least on the consist. Yeah, so, we chased that all the way to Brickyard. Yeah, we chased it pretty much all the way to Altoona. So yeah, we went, we got her in... Uh, Johnstown. I think we saw it go over the bridge. We didn't stop at the 
Stone Arch Bridge, but I think we saw it go over to the Stone Arch Bridge. Um, we got it at CPC. Um, then we got it at Mineral Point. We got it at uh, Summer Hill. Yeah, it was Summer Hill. And basically, we just we just hit every town like Summer Hill, Portage, Cassandra, Lily, Carney's Crossing, Crescent, Glitzen. I think we just it was, went, we just went to the bottom of the curb and then we went to the brickyard. Basically, so he got to see everywhere real quick as we were trying to make our way to Altoona for the most part. And it was going at a good speed to do that too. Yeah, it wasn't super slow. It wasn't super slow, but it was just slow enough that we could hit all those stops and, you know, take a little Drive bit of time and, ac- and actually give Bryson a actually give Bryson a chance for a for a chase experience up the west slope pretty much. Yeah, that was fun. That's that's a good chase. Oh man. Um yeah. But then when we were at Brickyard, another train went through which yeah. had the nickel plate heritage unit trailing. Yes. That is where the original Bryson butt picture comes from. Oh yeah, that's where it was started. Was from me taking That was a good stance. You had a I had a good stance going on like taking he was Oh yeah. <laughs> you had a really good stance. Like he was super focused on that train and Oh yeah, you got to put that on the I I should put that. Maybe that'll be the uh the episode photo. Yeah. <laughs> so Heck yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. We got another train going westbound now. I missed the first engine, but there were two BNS, BNSF uh, trailing. Wow, that thing was flying. I barely caught out the corner of my eye. Got an NS Ace leading and... Wow, three BNSF Jeevos. That's a good consist. Holy. Are they all age three? Uh, it's getting dark there. I can't. Uh, yeah, it's already getting dark there. I can't really tell, to be honest. Um, this looks like the f- two of them were, but the other one was not H three. I honestly don't know what the schemes are. That's okay. BNSF. Is that? That's not the golden swoosh, no. Yeah, we'll see if anybody posts about it. But yeah, that was, that's a pretty good one. Man, we're already up to four trains tonight. Wow, big night on the curve. I know. So, we did all the typical, you know, horseshoe curve things. We hiked up the backside. Yep. And hung out for the day. <laughs> But what happened? What did we see that was the last thing that ever that we would ever see at the horseshoe curve? Oh, Luke. Oh, man. We saw we the last, last ever S- yeah. SD40E helper set in the world. In the world. Last helper set! No! ever in the world according no! to Brandon. Oh my god. So many pictures. Oh my god. Oh. 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 
And it was glorious. It was it was a time. It was a celebration. And did we know this was going to be the last SD40E helper set? Heck no. No. We had no clue. We were just we being just funny. just made a joke out of it. Yep. We were just being funny and stupid. And, and here it, guess what? <laughs> and then a couple months later, not even a couple months later, like probably like the next month or whatever. Oh, it was very Norfolk soon after. Su- Norfolk Southern is now introducing uh, whatever the heck they call those. The old SD90 Max, whatever. The SD, what do they call those? The, uh, I'm having a brain fart. SD70 ACUs. Yeah. And those started replacing all the SD40Es. And it's just like, well then. <laughs> we actually did see the last SD40E helper set in the world. To us. Yeah, but it was, uh, that was funny. Okay, so then we stay at the Station Inn. Very lovely, really nice place to stay. Patronize patronize them if you're ever in the area or just looking for a place to stay. Yeah, you could probably find cheaper places in Altoona, but you're not right next to the railroad tracks, and you won't get breakfast in the morning, so... I mean, you could get breakfast in the morning. But you won't get... But it's not home-cooked. Yeah, you won't get a home-cooked breakfast. And they'll make you basically anything they want. They'll just ask you, oh my god, there's another eastbound coming downhill. Might just be helpers. Has to be helpers. No way this is a train. I see the headlights. No, it's another train. Holy cow. (laughs) Two engines, intermodal, downhill. Two GEs up front. Wow, there's a lot of trains tonight, and they're moving, like, they're moving pretty quick. Well, it's not COVID times anymore, we gotta get freight what are we up where to? it needs to go. What are we up to, like five already? That's five. In 27 minutes. Wow. It's moving. That's why I go to Horseshoe Curve, for the trains. So then, long story short, we... I take Bryson back to uh, my parents' place, I guess. Did we? Oh, yeah, we had to. Yeah. And he goes back to uh, Indiana. So, and then I go back to Fort Wayne. Now it's like a couple days later. My grandpa follows me on my Facebook page. And he always checks on his Facebook page to see what everybody's doing, what all the relatives are doing. He's... He's very uh, up-to-date with technology. And he sees Bryson's last name because Bryson was tagged in a lot of my posts and stuff for uh, what we did over the weekend and tagging each other in pictures. And so my, my grandma's maiden name is Sleppy, which is also Bryson's last name last name which is sleppy now i already knew this like i knew this the night of of when we met each other at the uh, train museum at lake at lakeshore railway museum because you friended me on facebook and i remember seeing it i I just didn't think anything of it i'm like i don't know maybe sleppy is a common name i don't know i was just like oh and you're from indiana what's the yeah what's yeah like okay so I guess he told my grandma 
which then my grandma called my mom. And my mom then called me and goes, Bryson's last name is Sleppy? And I'm like, yeah, that's his last name. And my mom's like, we had a Sleppy in the house and you didn't even tell me? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, I didn't know I was supposed to tell you. So I'm like, so my mom's like, maybe you guys are related. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Because then my mom's like, Sleppy is not a common last name. It's it's not very, it's not very, it's not a common last name, basically. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll ask him if he has any relatives from Pennsylvania, I guess, or anywhere else in the area. So, well, well, <laughs> technically, I kind of do. So, Pennsylvania is probably, I think, where my family, the Sleppies, really immigrated to. Um, and back in the day, we had some Sleppies in the Johnstown area, um, who eventually became my dad's dad or my dad's grandpa my dad's dad and then my dad my dad grew up in maryland his dad lived in maryland and virginia and pennsylvania so the sleppy family is from out that way we just moved all the way over here to indiana for other reasons but at one point in time there were Sleppies living in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, on my side of the family. So my grandma grew up in Springdale, and apparently it wasn't her parents. It might have been, like, I don't know, her grandparents or somebody. Somebody that was, like, a first relative to her, I guess. Uh, divorce. There was a divorce, and the the guy picked up. Apparently, left Springdale, and all they know is he went to Johnstown, and nobody ever heard from him ever again. Until now. Until now. Well, apparently, not from the guy because the guy's dead. But the, not from the guy. But I we. I might have found the long-lost Sleppy family from Johnstown, PA. And I didn't even Through. and I didn't even know that that was a thing I was looking for. <laughs> exactly. And like we met because of trains. So here's the yes. So here's the thing. There there is no way there's too many coincidences that <laughs> Me and, that we're that, not related. That, that, yeah, because I like trains. I've loved trains forever. Bryson. I like trains, loves, and I've loved trains forever. <laughs> I love roller coasters and amusement parks. And I also love roller coasters and amusement parks. <laughs> like, it's just... There's no way <laughs> that it's... I mean, come on. 
we're definitely related. Me and Bryson are like some weird third cousins or something. <laughs> we're we're weird lost third cousins or something like that. Um I don't want to say I don't want to say we look the same because I don't know if I want to look like Bryson, but hey. <laughs> I don't know if I want to look like well, Luke, but one of know. my friends who listened to our first podcast said it's it said it was kind of hard to distinguish between our voices who was who i'm not even joking i don't know if i told you that <laughs> well when i get a stronger that. upper midwest wisconsin accent you'll be able to distinguish <laughs> i just said i have the crappier mic so i sound more airy <laughs> and i'm the one breathing right into the mic like <sighs> yeah <laughs> yeah don't do that but uh yeah so Somehow, so that's the story of the Sleppies. Yeah, so somehow we are <laughs> related to each other, and we met through a mutual friend, Mark. <laughs> Thank you, at Mark. A, <laughs> at a train event. <laughs> at a train event, and it just went right over my head. <laughs> you know, like when I when I friended you on Facebook, it like just went right over my head because I don't know, I didn't think Sleppy was a common last name or anything. Like, think about this, Luke. I th- we went from standing in the middle of a vineyard <laughs> at 2 a.m. A vineyard or a, or not a grape field? discuss why we were there. <laughs> a grape, a grape field. field. Come on, they're not vineyards. <laughs> they're grape, grape fields. Not going to discuss why we, we were there. We ended up there. About We ended up in a grape about, field at 2 a.m. About 10 of us. <laughs> not knowing what to do. <laughs> Not knowing what to do, somebody was absolutely playing worship music out of their car, um, and now we're related. I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and now we 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 just do a lot of vacationing and trips together now. Yeah, we uh, just got back from Talladega. If you haven't heard the Talladega episode, listen to that one. Um, <laughs> We have another trip coming up in like two weeks up to the northeast. Three weeks, but yes, three weeks. Yeah, three, up, yeah, up, you're right. Up three weeks. G- up, yeah, up to. Uh, we're doing a big train trip from. Maybe we can. You know what would be cool? Maybe we could do a podcast, like an on location podcast again. One of those nights, you know, like halfway through yeah. or whatever. Yeah, let's do that. But yeah, um, we're doing a big northeast train trip from. Buffalo to Schenectady to Schenectady. to Burlington <laughs> to uh, New, Haven, New Haven, Connecticut to New London, Connecticut to Boston to Epping, New Hampshire, back to Boston, down to New York City, and then all the way back to Boston. Or I mean Boston, Boston. Buffalo. Buffalo. God, they all start with this because they all start with bees. But whatever, yes, Buffalo. It is going to be all quite all in five days. <laughs> all in five days. So, uh, yeah, join us. We might be doing some vlogs. Who knows? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but we will do an on-location podcast. I'll make sure of it. So, Luke, speaking of NASCAR... Yeah. It's been a few weeks since we discussed NASCAR. It's been a couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks. Yep. What has happened in the world of NASCAR? Is the NASCAR (laughs) 
turning into the NHL? <laughs> yeah. I love it. This is awesome. I, I do Every, too. I mean, it's great. I love the Ross Chastain drama. I love it. I'm so glad. I'm so, I'm so for happy. For those of us, <laughs> for, for those of our listeners who don't really understand, you know, Ross Chastain and this drama, maybe they don't watch NASCAR as much as you or I do. Just explain Ross's, how, how Ross got to be the villain that he is today. So I wouldn't say, I see, I don't see him as a villain. I see him as... Well, I a know a hero. certain team owner who does. <laughs> yeah. But... So it all started last year at Worldwide Technology Raceway between Ross and uh, Denny Hamlin, <laughs> and, and Denny Hamlin has been like just talking nonstop about Ross. It's kind of pathetic if you ask me, but hey, I like it. Bring some rivalry. Uh, good rivalry back in the nascar so pretty much for all of last year it was just chastain and denny going after each other and because because here's the thing ross is in a good car now and ross is up front all the time which means he's racing with denny all the time and i don't think denny likes that or anybody else and it's kind of hilarious but ross has a very aggressive drive driving style like he he will send it and he will not hit the brakes. He will not lift, as Bubba Wallace said one time when he wrecked himself. But, uh, man, Ross, Chast- Ross Chastain is just... I love him. So, his nickname's The Watermelon Man because he is, he's like a... I don't know how many... A watermelon I, I, I don't farmer. know how many generations it is, but he was a, he's a, his family's a watermelon uh, farming family. And it's just hilarious. So, his... His signature move when he wins a race is he takes a watermelon and he, he gets up on the hood, raises it above his head, and he smashes, he throws it straight to the ground, smashes it on the pavement in front of his car. And it's just wonderful. But, you know, Ross Chastain's been in NASCAR for a while now, in the trucks and in the Cup Series and probably the Xfinity Series too, obviously. But um, he was always, he was always like on a mediocre team, you know, didn't have like the fast cars. So he... He was always he's always been there. But then Trackhouse Racing started I think last year was I think last year was the first year for Trackhouse Racing and they uh tapped him on the shoulder to drive the number 1 car and they tapped uh Daniel Suarez on the shoulder to drive the uh, 99 car and Pitbull is one of the owners uh the the, the singer rapper hip hop whatever you call that. Um but I like him. He's he usually goes to the races. He's great. Great. He's a good personality to have in NASCAR too right now. Um, yeah. So. So we went to Talladega. Ross was pretty quiet at Talladega. Um. So then we went to Dover next the next week. NASCAR did not me. It rained and it turned out to be a Monday race. So I didn't watch it because it was like Monday at twelve o'clock. So. Apparently, Ross Chastain, though, got into an entanglement with uh, Brennan Poole. <laughs> Somehow, he ran into the back of Brennan Poole's car, who was laps down. I don't know how many laps down, but he wasn't even on the lead lap. And Chastain just drove it right into, like, turn three and just spun him out. And then 
he even gets on, Chastain gets on the radio and goes, I did not mean to do that, <laughs> you know, but it's like, no, Chastain, own it. Say, yeah, I went in there and I wrecked the lapper because he was in my way. I, <laughs> I say embrace it. Okay. I forget who even won that race because it was a Monday race and it was just weird. Was it Truex? It might have been Truex. I think it was Truex. I don't know. Anyways, so now we're going to Kansas. Oh, Kansas. Oh, boy. Kansas is becoming a really fun track and race to watch. My gosh, it's it's a wide track. All the grooves work on that track. So basically, as long as you go where somebody isn't, so you can get the clean air and be out of the dirty air, like you can you can move pretty good. Obviously, it's still hard to pass, like how everybody complains and whines and says, oh, it's hard to pass, but Kansas is a really fun, entertaining race to watch. Um, so in that race, at one point, so they're coming off a of turn four. It was Ross Chastain and Noah Gregson, who is, this is his, he's, the rookie, he's a rookie this year. It's his first year um, driving in the Cup Series. And for whatever reason, he thought that Chastain, like, pinched them up against the wall too much. Didn't give him enough room. So he, like, came down and doored, doored uh, Chastain. Obviously, Chastain didn't wreck or anything. But still, it was kind of like, what the heck are you doing, Gregson? Because, like, you're looking at replay and, it, like, he held his, like, Chastain held his line. Like, barely, I mean, might have pinched him a little bit, but it wasn't, like, crazy. So, so apparently so larson won that race so they're doing the interview they're doing the interview with larson on the start finish line and and they're showing off on the side uh gregson and chastain like talking you know they're just talking at first and then gregson for whatever reason like grabs his shirt grabs chastain's shirt in the front and you can see like Chastain say something along the lines like, uh, like let go of me or don't do this or whatever. He said, he said stop. stop. Like, yeah, like, like, yeah, basically like stop, like don't do this, you know, stop it. <laughs> he said it like three times, you know. Three times. And then Gregson starts to push him, like just start pushing him on his chest. And Chastain out of nowhere brings a right hook right into freaking Gregson's jaw and like it was a square on hit to the face in the jaw and oh my it was oh beautiful my God. as and somebody and Gregson, who loves those hockey fights and Gregson still has his stupid haircut from the bet that he lost I think with Austin Dillon so he looks like he's Amish you know he has a bowl cut and <laughs> and the hair just flies right back up when he hits his dude when he hits him and it was just, it was the perfect hit. And then there was a security guard, unfortunately. It was probably, it was probably one of Chastain's guys, you know. And uh, he broke, he like instantly broke it up because Gregson was coming back with another right hand to, to answer with Chastain. But it got blocked by the, by the big dude that stepped in between them. And it's just like, ah, oh, I really want, Let I know, I really fight. wanted to see gregson land a punch on chastain too because that just would have been i mean it would have been great if he would have landed it or how it would have happened but 
Chastain out of nowhere is throwing punches now. <laughs> and like, I did not see that coming because usually, usually for the most part, he like, he doesn't blame himself, but he like admits that like, oh yeah, I, I did it, whatever. Yeah. Which I think he needs to stop doing that. Like just own it. Just say, yeah, I meant to do it. Or just play it off like, eh, oh well, we were racing hard. But to see him actually punch mm-hmm. somebody over something that, over something that didn't like even really happen <laughs> was hilarious. And I love how great how it was Gregson because Gregson was a hothead in the Xfinity series too. He was always like he wouldn't get pushed. He didn't like to get pushed over either. He was always like I said a hothead, but. It was too funny, man. I loved it. I was sitting here with my buddy Corey, and we're just, like, freaking out. We're like, oh, my God. Like, take, like, Denny Hamlin takes, take a note. Chastain can throw a punch. <laughs> like, watch <laughs> out. So this, so then this previous week was Darlington. And <laughs> so I think it was for the end of stage two. Because I, I didn't watch stage one. I was, I was out. But I, I picked it up, like, somewhere in stage two. And it was the last day. It was the last lap of stage two. And who is it? Chastain in first and Truex in second. And Tru- and <laughs> Chastain was actually, I think, holding. Uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't going full power because Suarez was right in front of him. Daniel Suarez, who is his teammate. And he didn't want to put Daniel Suarez a lap down. So I think he held up a little bit there. But basically that allowed Truex to catch him on the last lap. So they're in turns three and four. Truex comes right up to his uh, left quarter side bumper there. And, or quarter rear, whatever they call that. The rear panel. The left rear panel. And I think it it gets Ross loose a little bit. And he goes into the wall. But when he goes into the wall, he ricochets off the wall, and Truex is, like, right there. <laughs> and it wrecks Truex. And I'm there with my dad. I'm, me and my dad are watching, and I go, oh, my God. Justin just wrecked Truex by bouncing off the wall. I'm like, this guy is so good at wrecking people that he's figuring out ways to wreck people with the wall without actually having to run into him. You know? I'm like, this man is awesome. I love it. But... I still think it was, I, I mean, that was hard racing to begin with because Truex was right there. He obviously got loose. He let off the gas. He hit the wall and he bounced off the wall, but Truex was right there. So Truex got the worst of it, the worst of the spin. And like it wasn't a big hit because they were running right to the wall anyways. So Chastain won, won the second stage still. So that was the first incident. Now, uh, fast forward to the end of the race. Chastain's still up there, man. Like he is, he's up there at every, in every race. And Larson, there was, there was, it was a, it was a separate incident on that restart for whatever reason they were doing the restart because there was a previous uh, crash. So they're doing the restart, going into turn one, turn two. They're wrecking behind uh, Larson and Chastain, but. Like, right when that's going on, Larson comes up and, like, doors Chastain into the wall. Kind of like how Truex was, like, right there. So Larson just comes up, hits him, and 
Chastain hits the wall a little bit, but yeah, like Larson came up and doored him, like right when the crash was happening, and it's just, but it, like it wasn't even it was separate from what was actually happening in the in the real crash. So it's like, what the heck was that? Because the caution was like already flying, and it's and like I like Larson, but I was like, what the heck was that, Larson? Like, come on, man. So Larson doesn't like Chastain either, obviously. A lot of people don't like Chastain, but Larson is one of them um, because. It's cost Larson uh, some wins because of Chastain's uh, aggressive racing. So, anyways, <laughs> now it's now they're in overtime, and this time instead of Chastain picking the outside towards the wall, he picked the inside. Um, now, there's also controversy that on that restart where Larson doored him, that he actually jumped the start the start line. Um, but NASCAR didn't say anything, so, I mean, it looked like he did, but NASCAR didn't say anything, so they let it go. So, Larson, or Chastain is being smart now. He's like, well, Larson's just going to do that again, you know, try to pinch me up against the wall, probably. So he's like, okay, I'll probably take the inside, the inside lane. Smart, because now you have control over that, and Larson got nowhere to go except to the wall. So they're going... The restart happens. They're going down to turn one. And Larson, like, moves a car length, maybe a half a car length or, or almost a full car length down from the wall to keep Larson down, to try to pinch Larson down on the apron there because Darlington's very narrow um, on those curves there. So he was trying to pinch Larson down low or pinch Chastain down low. You know, Chastain's an aggressive driver. This is going for the win. This is overtime, baby. Like, you need to go. You need to get this win. He hasn't won yet this year. And um, Chastain holds his line and then starts coming up. And it's like, uh-oh, he's going to try to pinch Larson. But Larson's not moving either. And they wreck. So... Basically, Chastain came up right right on Larson's nose. Um, and Larson hooked him, pretty much. And instead of letting off the gas, Larson just, like, put it in another gear. Like, went up the, the fifth gear and, like, just pushed Chastain sideways, almost like halfway down the backstretch with him on his nose of the car. Because Larson was pi double. S-E-D. And I'm just sitting there like, what the heck, Larson? You crashed Chastain. You crashed Chastain. And then I'm like watching the replay and I'm like, Dah! <laughs> you know, because it's like it's it's Chastain's fault. It's it's Larson's fault. It's hard racing. But oh, it's just so exciting. And then it ended up with uh, Willie B, William Byron. William Byron, William Byron. Uh, winning the race, so, you know, I was happy with that outcome, because I'm like, I like William Byron. That was the 100th win for the number 24 car as well, so that was a big deal. Um, and now Hendrick is only, oh, what was it? They were either four or six races away from win 300 now for the Hendrick organization since, like, 1984, so... It can probably, it'll probably happen. Wow. It'll probably happen this year. But anyways, so Chastain, now there's a lot of 
back and forth on Chastain. Is he... A lot of people are starting to say on Facebook, like, is he like a Dale Sr.? I would say no. One reason why is because, in my opinion, is, uh, yeah, Dale Sr. moved people, but uh, Dale Sr. also won races. And Ross wrecks people, but (laughs) it, it wrecks himself. He wrecks himself, usually, with it, too. So... No, he's not like a Dale Senior, but he he's just a very aggressive driver, and he's making a lot of enemies out there. A lot of people don't like him. Uh, Rick Hendrick yesterday <laughs> was saying was saying stuff. He's like, "Yeah, I don't care that he's in a Chevy. I know we have an alliance with Chevy, but if he wrecks one of my guys, we're gonna wreck him back." So like, Rick Hendrick's not liking it, and it's just like, oh god, like, come on, Rick. Hendrick, come on, your guys do it all the time, you know? Like, I don't know. I could probably name a handful of times when Hendrick's cars did it. And it's like, dude, did you not see Larson, like, instigate it on the restart beforehand? Like, come on, you think Chastain's just going to sit back and take it? He ain't going to take it now. He freaking threw a punch at Gregson last week. Like, like Chastain is here, and he's here to win. Even though he hasn't won yet, and it's been it's been a while since he's won, but he is definitely the most entertaining thing in NASCAR right now. Because it's always you go in each week, and they're always recapping what Ross Chastain did last week, and then by the end of that race, they're always saying what Ross Chastain did that race. So I love it. Go watermelon man. I mean. I have the I have the uh, standings right here. He's in first place in the in the driver standings and the point standings, not the playoff, not the uh, playoffs. I mean, he would still if the playoffs were to start today, he would still make it in the playoffs because he's number one in the in the uh, point standings right now. But he's number one right now. He has four hundred twenty nine points, and Christopher Bell is in second with four hundred two points. So Chastain has a twenty seven point cushion. In first place, which is pretty nice for everybody complaining that he's a terrible driver. He needs to be sat out races. NASCAR needs to find him. NASCAR needs to sit down and talk with him. Uh, NASCAR ain't going to do that because he's bringing views in for NASCAR. He's making headlines and stories for NASCAR, and he's winning in the points. He's the points leader. Like, NASCAR ain't going to do anything to him or say anything to him. And he's, he's what NASCAR yeah. needs right now. NASCAR needs Heck that yeah. publicity. NASCAR needs those news headlines. See, now that's where it's kind of similar with Dale Senior, in my opinion. Like back, back in the day when Dale Senior, yeah. everybody was, "What's Dale Senior going to do?" Same thing with Jeff Gordon. It was like, "What was Jeff Gordon going to do?" It was always Jeff Gordon versus Dale Senior in the mid and late nineties. You were either for Dale Senior or you were for Jeff Gordon. Now it's just you're either with Ross Chastain. Or you're not with Ross. Yeah, or, or, or you're, you're not with Ross Chastain. It's the same thing. And everybody's just kind of crying and whining and complaining that, oh my god, Ross Chastain is a terrible driver, blah, blah, blah. Then why is he number one in the points? Can somebody answer me mm-hmm. that? Please. Please answer me that. on uh, send, me, send, send us a message on uh, Sidetrack Slappies. Facebook or Instagram. Facebook or Give Instagram. Give me a reason. Twitter Give me a reason why come. Ross Chastain isn't the best NASCAR driver right now in NASCAR. 
because I already laid it all out for you on why he is. So that's all I got for NASCAR. Next week is the All-Star race already. So we're already at All-Star uh, race weekend. So um, I don't think it's usually – their All-Star race doesn't signify the halfway point in NASCAR. They they always do it in May though. But um, they always do it before Memorial Day weekend. Oh, here comes another train. Hold on. It's coming uphill. I see the headlights. Oh, this one's going slow. Going much slower. We got two engines. Two GEs and it's a mixed freight. Anyways, so yeah. So next week is North Wilkesboro. Uh, the all-star race. First time racing at North Wilkesboro since 1996. Um, they redid the racetrack there. They didn't repave it or anything. They just paved they just paved it up top at the very top for like two feet so they could get the safer barrier installed. And then they also repaved uh pit road so there weren't potholes on pit road. But the main racing surface and the main track is supposedly the same, so they just cleaned it up basically. And um so that should be interesting. Because North Wilkesboro I don't know if you know this, Bryson, but North Wilkesboro, they always used to race at North Wilkesboro. But the interesting fact about that track is that it's actually built on a slope. Not necessarily a hill, but a slope. So the front stretch or the start-finish line is actually going downhill. So you actually drive downhill into turns one and two. And then the back stretch, you're actually driving uphill into turns three and four. So that's the unique thing about North Wilkesboro. It's like the only it's the only track on the circuit that they're going that they go to that is built on a slope. So that should be cool. Yeah, so that should be cool. And I, and I and I like it that they're using that for the All Star race this year. I mean, that's really cool. Even even if it doesn't turn into a points race, which I'll be shocked if it doesn't turn into a points race next year. Maybe hopefully replacing the Chicago Street Course, but um. Even if it doesn't turn into a point race, I I hope they do another all-star weekend there. Because if, it if it's just cemented as an all-star race, that is still really cool. I mean, that's, that's, that's a really neat place, and I'm excited to uh, watch that race next week. And then the following week, it's already Memorial Day weekend, the official start of uh, summer. And... And the, Indy and the Indy 500. And the Coke 600, which I will be attending in person with my other friend, Corey. Um, we'll be sitting up pretty high in the nosebleeds because I like to see the whole track. So we're sitting up way high. Ooh, hiccup. So we're sitting up way high there. But oh, I'm so excited because, I mean, Ross Chastain's going to be in the all-star race next week. But uh, see, I don't know. Do they give do they give Ross a hard time next week? I don't know. I mean, it's a million dollars for the winner, but um, I don't know. We'll see if they do anything with Ross. But I'm expecting a lot of good things at Charlotte Motor Speedway with the Coke 600. The Coke 600 last year was amazing. There were a lot of wrecks in it. It was crazy. It was just crazy with this new with this next gen car. This next gen car is really great at mile and a halfs. Um, so I'm excited to see that because the last time I went to the Coke 600 in 2021, Kyle Larson stunk up the show. 
he he won by like god knows like eight or ten seconds and he was out front the entire time but it was still fun i mean it's still fun being there but this should be a a, a much better show than uh what was on track in 2021 versus now so yeah and then we're gonna go i'm gonna take bryson to his first nhra drag race up in uh epping new hampshire at the new england nationals so that'll be fun that'll be my that'll only be my second uh nhra race or drag race so we're going on sunday for the finals day for the elimination rounds and i'm really looking forward to that it's so fun it's i i gotta get a video of bryson's reaction on the first time a top a top fuel car like (laughs) goes off the start line and like blasts by him i gotta take a reaction video of him because it's gonna be awesome (laughs) he doesn't he 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 just he doesn't know nobody knows if you've ever been to an hra race go you gotta go and just experience the insane eleven thousand horsepower so when two cars, 22,000 horsepower, basically, going off at once, it, like, registers, like, a 3.0 earthquake, usually on the Richter scales. Like, your whole body shakes. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, it's stupid, and it's fun. Because <laughs> it's like, why? You leave that, you leave those NHRAs, it's like, why do they have a car like this <laughs> that needs 11,000 horsepower? <laughs> Who in the world thought of this? Okay, Bryson. Um, so I guess I'll segue into this a little bit to the roller coaster thing while we got just a little bit more time here. Um, so when we're so when I'm also going to uh, Charlotte, I'll be going to Carowinds uh, with Corey. Corey's never been to Carowinds. I don't think Bryson's ever been to Carowinds. Have you been to? Yeah, Bryson has no, been to Carowinds. No, I haven't either. been to Carowinds. This will be this will be I'm my jealous. second time uh, to Carowinds. Um, Fury 325, man, I would put that up against Millennium Force any day. Like, I, I bet you would, and uh, I it's, would it's, love to ride it. <laughs> Fury 325 is so good. Uh, the Intimidator, that's a really good coaster too, named after yes. uh, they got they got one of Dale Senior's cars there at the entrance. Really cool. And is yeah. that a real car from Dale Senior? Yeah, it's like they make, oh, they made cool. it like a little like victory lane circle there, you know. Uh, near the entrance. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And then the other one I want to ride there that I didn't ride last time. It was there, but it was, I think it was like the newest coaster at the time. So there was like a huge line for it. It's the Copper Copperhead Strike. Copperhead yeah. Strike. Or Copperhead Canyon. Copperhead Strike. Oh, yeah. that. It's no, kind of it's, it's yeah, it's like the Maverick. Co- it's their like Maverick, s- basically. Yeah. It, it's their Maverick, but it's a mock. It's a mock rides. Um, oh, my gosh. That's. That's that yeah. looks like a fun ride. So, I'll be going to Carowinds also in two weeks, and but Bryson lives next to an amusement park or fairly close to amusement park that he gets to go to. Um, I haven't been there. I haven't been there yet. I've heard uh, wonderful, uh, you know, stories from this place though. But yeah, we'll we'll have to get you there. It's quite a park. Um, maybe well, you should have story time one of these days about our, um experience in other parks nearby me in oh, yeah. wisconsin oh yeah that'll, we don't have time for that today <laughs> yeah that'll be yeah, we'll that'll leave you be on a cliffhanger a, uh, for that yeah 
Maybe you'll have to come back out and we oh can my, revisit oh those my parks. God. Um, so I live right next to Six Flags Great America. Not right next to I live an hour away. Um, but I have a membership there. I went last Sunday for the first time this season. And, I mean, not much has changed. It's the same old Six Flags Great America. Still got um, Raging Bull, their hyper coaster. So that was my first ride of the season. Solid. B&M hyper coaster, um, X flight, you know, your, your B&M wing coaster. That's, that's good. It's not my favorite wing coaster in America, but it's, it's solid. Goliath is my favorite ride in the park. And I know a lot of people who like raging bull better, but Goliath is, it's up there in my list of RMCs. It's short, it's sweet, but it's, it's a blast. It's so good. Um, it was actually the 20th anniversary. It's hard to believe the 20th anniversary of Superman Ultimate Flight. So I got a little pin for that. That was uh, a member perk. But Luke, my favorite part about Six Flags Great America this trip, it, it wasn't the the rides because I've ridden all these rides before. I need to say something real quick. Yes. It was Denny Hamlin that won at Kansas, not Larson. I don't know. I don't know why I thought Larson won. It was because they were interviewing Larson when the fight happened. But it was actually it was actually oh yes that's... yeah it was Denny Hamlin that won. Sorry, that, that's my bad. <laughs> yes. Um. My favorite part about Six Flags Great America wasn't the rides. This trip, really, it was the food, Ooh. because Six Flags Great America just introduced to the Great American Hot Dog House. Ooh. Their Korean corn dog what dude a korean corn dude, dog just for that is it oh it gets better luke so it's a corn dog that's like it's got a harder crust on it than a corn dog like it's what? not so cakey it's more of a crunch what it's so good but also i got mine spicy so it had like a, a spicy aioli on top with some of the uh, the flaming hot Cheeto crush like crushed flaming hot Cheetos yeah. on top, and I got mine half and half, which means half hot dog, half cheese stick. Wow! So you bite into this thing, and it's like a corn dog, but it's but crunchier. And I, I think the bread, the breading is, the batter is so much better. Yeah. And it's cheese. It starts out with a bunch of cheese, like six inches of cheese. Cause it's like a foot long corn dog, six inches of cheese. And then you get to six inches of meat. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest. By the time I got to the fries, I ate like three of them and I was full. Wow. It was so good, but it gets better because they didn't have it last week. They introduced it this week, and I will be getting it this weekend. I will be going to the park on Saturday or Sunday this weekend, and I will report back. They have let me let me look on their Instagram page to make sure I get this right. You um, got, you because it sounds you gotta get you gotta get out here to come to hot dog night at the uh, Erie Sea Wolves baseball game, man. Double A baseball. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Hot dog. It's it's dog night. Hot dog night and. Oh, it's Smith's hot dogs. Oh, so good. Local, local hot dog maker. 
So, yeah. Luke, debuting this past weekend, so three days ago, the chocolate Shut brownie up. Korean corn Shut dog. Shut up. They put chocolate on that? Chocolate brownie. Oh, my God. What I think Dude, it is. Dude, I'm getting... I'm getting on is going. I'm getting on the lakeshore right now, <laughs> and coming out. I, I hope it's like a brownie dog, with the breading and the chocolate sauce and the uh, powdered sugar on it. Because looking at the picture, it's just like you know the outside of the corn dog. Yeah. The bread, the the batter with the chocolate sauce and powdered sugar. So the brownie's got to be inside. There's no way they're doing that with a hot dog inside. I mean, it's but Korean, though. I'm, I have to, I, I have to try that. So I will report back. So yeah, I mean, I didn't think I'd ever be so excited for a food item at an amusement park, but there it is. And fun fact: if you're listening and you go to Six Flags Great America. And you go to the Great American Dog House, and you see the Korean hot dog, or the Korean corn dog, as an option. But it doesn't show that it's on the meal pass, or the meal plan. It is. They just didn't put it, they didn't include the logo on there. Because I tried to get it with my meal plan, meal plan, and tried to give her my credit card. She's like, no, this is part of the meal plan. I'm like, well, your sign doesn't say it is. She's like, oh, they need to change that. <laughs> it's fine. So, good coasters. Coasters are always good. I mean, operations at Great America are fairly good. I was talking to a guy. I hear a train. When I was on, there is, on the background of my thing. <laughs> I heard thing. it. <laughs> yeah, there's a train going by, Wisconsin to Southern. So, um, there was a guy that I was sitting next to on, I forget which ride it was, um, Max Force. We were sitting together on Max Force. And he was telling me that he just got back from, was it Magic Mountain? I think it was Magic Mountain in California. And he said that there is such a difference in the two parks, especially in operations, and that Great America has some much better operations than Magic Mountain. And you would think that Magic Mountain would have better operations since they're open year-round, yeah. but no, apparently we do. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm excited for another weekend of roller coasters. I'll have to report back on the chocolate brownie Korean corn dog during our next in-person, um, on location podcast somewhere in the Northeast in a few weeks. Yeah. You know, I wanted to try something like at the end here. Yeah. What do you got? You know, you know, like we both like music. Yeah. Like, no, I have more of like a rock metal taste. You got rock and country. country and some like metal in there. Yeah, I like a lot of things. I was thinking like at the end of these podcasts, you know, like sign off with like an album for maybe our listeners to, you know, maybe look into or just like an artist or something to say like, hey, this is like something that I like to listen to. And we probably can't play any songs because of copyright strike. No, but no, go no, look but it I up. Can, I can say so like right now I'll I'll do one this week so one band that I like I was listening to them coming um home um yesterday 
and it's called Mammoth WVH. Yes, okay, I am aware. Yes. Mammoth WVH is uh, Eddie Van Halen's son, Wolfgang Van Halen, that's what the WVH stands for. And Mammoth was actually uh, the original name of Van Halen when they were in high school, so... Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, that was their that was their band name in high school. They were called Mammoth. So it's kind of, so it's it's kind of neat. It takes a little history there. So uh, Wolfgang calls his band Mammoth uh, WVH, and uh, there, he has they have one album out uh, right now. Came out in twenty twenty one. Good album. Uh, Wolfie people call him Wolfie. Wolfie plays all the instruments on the album and he sings. So it's one of those albums where he basically produced it himself. And then he went on tour. I saw them in Fort Wayne. Really good. His touring band was amazing. Like a lot of energy, great guys. Like the chemistry was there. It was a fun time. Um, Now their second album, the second album, Mammoth. The first album is just called Mammoth WVH. It's a self-titled album. So check that one out. Their second album called uh, Mammoth 2, you know, very creative. Kind of just like how Van Halen was, Van Halen, Van Halen 2. Uh, Mammoth 2 is coming out, I think, in August of this year. And there are two singles out right now. Uh, My favorite one, Another Celebration at the End of the World. Great song. So his new album here features his touring band, so it's not him playing everything on the second album, it, it, it's basically his band, his band now. So um, that's really awesome. So they have another celebration at the end of the world, and their latest single that came out uh, like last week was "Like a Pastime." It's called. Both of them are really good. I'd say give it a check out if you like just just plain simple rock and roll, pretty much nothing nothing crazy, but it's fun rock and roll. Yeah, it's it's good music. I. Uh quite enjoy some of their songs and was happy that Luke got to go see them in Fort Wayne. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I think, I think that's time. I think it's been about an hour, maybe a little bit more than that. So it's been a little more than that. We will let you get back to your day or your other podcasts or whatever else you have going on. Yep. Thanks for coming and joining us and listening to our story. NASCAR, roller coasters, and whatever else we get sidetracked with. This has been the Sidetracked Sleppies. See ya.